0: Hi, my name is Jeremy Wagstaff. You're listening to Living in a Pandemic. It's April the 1st, 2020. There are 851,341 confirmed cases of COVID-19. 395 of them in Taiwan. Around the world, 41,889 people have died. Hello. Hi, Joyce. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah,
1: can you hear me?
0: This is Joyce, a Taiwanese friend of mine who was also for many years a journalist colleague at Reuters. Joyce is a straight shooter like any good journalist, but she has a soft spot for her homeland. And so it wasn't a surprise that she was proud of how her government had confronted COVID-19, despite of, or perhaps because of, it not being a member of the World Health Organization. After a few months in Hong Kong, Joyce was now back in Taipei. Hmm. I can hear you.
2: You must know Taiwan has done a, a brilliant job. Mm. So it's it's actually a bit surreal, like reading all the all the news from overseas and knowing it was really quite horrible. But being physically in Taiwan, I didn't. I don't feel that kind of tense. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's very odd because mm. on the you know schools are still open. people still go on holiday in Taiwan. Hmm. The, the, you know basically close down the all the only Taiwanese can come in. and although there are more and more cases every day, probably like twenty a day, by now there are about three hundred cases. and it's i i I personally didn't feel the 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 sense of really scared. Hmm. you know you go out to the street, it's the same. The supermarket is the same. So you the only thing Phil was talking about that yesterday we went out, and then he said it's it's a it's a bit surreal because the only thing he said if, if I want to feel this kind of like tense or or scale or whatever it's the the sin the sin of people queuing up outside the pharmacies to buy masks mm. because that's rationed, right so every day you can go and buy at this time it's three a week, so mm. you can go and buy three that like you guarantee you will have three. And then those old people, they don't they don't work. They go and queue up because they think that it's going to run out. But everyone can have three a week. And now it's you, you buy it every other week, but you get nine. So there's no shortage of that. Not every day you have one, but there's more than enough because when I go out, I don't wear a mask.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Apart from if I go into a shop or if I know I'm going to be in public transport. So there is no sense of panic in Taiwan, and I think that it's that is so odd. It really is odd. Of course, people are worried. They talk about it, but you see people's behavior on the street. It's not too different from before, mm. and I find I find that a bit scary because I don't know if uh, if it's, it's as if people here are a little bit too relaxed.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: government is doing a, a fantastic job, but people are a bit relaxed mm. and as if nothing. There's nothing. We are we are on this la la land. No one can attack us. That that's how I feel. Right. So now I'm quite nervous about. Like, who knows? Maybe there will be community spreading like all of a sudden because people still go out. Mm. You know, there is a long long weekend holiday this weekend, and all the all the B and B's and and hotels are booked up. People are going out for holiday in Taiwan, and then the government is not telling people not to go. The mm. government still says that. Like, keep distance and you know when you when you eat don't don't sit next to someone on the street one meter away and if you can avoid it don't go that that's all the government is saying this the government said we're not going to tell you don't do this we're going to find you no there's nothing like that so i think the government i don't know they must know what they are doing Mm. they've done a good job until now and i'm sure they know what they are doing but it's it's a bit a bit a bit too relaxed to my liking.
0: <laughs> when you say they've done a great job, what have what they done?
2: And I think it was early January, when this just before even, I think, was it? When they locked down Wuhan, I think the government announced to ban exports of the face masks, right? So Taiwan is not gonna export any outside. And then the government like kind of took control of all the mask factories and then and then increase the production so so it, it's it's so it's it's more like the very early on they have they they established this confidence people's confidence in the government because mm. the mask is such a big, big thing for taiwanese because people wear people wear masks like so regularly all the time so if you cannot have that that's it people will not have confidence in you so the government very early on picked that up so they, they assure people we don't have enough, but then we will have more, and then we are not going to export any. We leave everything in Taiwan. So you, you will not you will not panic buy because you can only buy three a week. So that kind of settled the sentiment, I think, mm-hmm. at the very early stage. So later on, there was I think there was one day there was some rumor about like toilet paper, and then the government came up, came out to say, that's not true. We have so much material, the toilet paper, we have so much, you don't have to worry about it. And every time that happened, and then some minister or whatever will come out and say, that is not true. So I think it's that very early on, they they established this. And plus, Taiwan has a very, very good national health network system. I think that was rated number one in the world or something. It's very comprehensive. So once people are not scared, So they would really have confidence in the government. And by now, every day, since January, every day, two o'clock in the afternoon, there's a press conference held by the health minister with whichever department is involved on the day. So there will be that four or five of them at the press conference, one and a half hours. Reporters can ask whatever they want, you know, to their heart's content. So they will just ask questions. So to avoid any kind of, Fake information or wrong information going around. So now it's at like every every day two o'clock. Everyone, including me, I would turn my phone on and watch the the live press conference to see what's going on. So so that kind of thing, I think it's a lot of elements combined makes that that's why we only have we are, we only have like three hundred cases, and mm. the three hundred cases, I uh, there are like two hundred fifty. There are people who travel overseas and back. So only about 50 cases, they were local cases, domestic. So the local control is very, it, it's done very, very well. Mm. So once they found someone at the, at, the, at the in the early stage, they found someone and then they tracked down who was in contact with this person. Sometimes they track, I remember the first, that would say the first 10 or 20 cases, each case they would track maybe about 500 people. And you can you you are allowed to do it because it's not big it's not big yet, mm. and then gradually they close down the the you know stop anyone coming from China, stop whatever. So the control is it's actually pretty good I think. But then you know I'm Taiwanese I'm biased. Another big factor is because you know because Taiwan Taiwan is not in WHO you're on your own. What do you do? Mm. You can only do whatever you can, right? It, it's not like who's anyone's going to help you. So I think this kind of like, not in the WHO, after the SARS, really keeps the government on on their toes. Mm -hmm. They really think we need to be very, very careful about it. We need to be be like super, super sensitive. Mm -hmm. So they started everything so early on. So I think it was even, Italy was the first one to cut down all the flights, to cancel all the flights to China. I think Taiwan did that maybe even long, even before that. Right. And then anyone, anyone from Wuhan had to go through the the temperature check. Check. I think that 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 was in December already, because Taiwan sent some officials to Wuhan to check out what's going on. When when they heard it, and then they went, and then when they came back, and then they, they straight away they informed the WHO, and then WHO of course they don't you know don't give a damn. So no reply. And Taiwan decided, okay, we're going to, we're going to do it ourselves. So mm-hmm. they start to to check temperatures of all the all the um, flights, passengers on all the flights coming in from China. So they check out the first one. I think that, that must be January. The, the first one, that was one from China, a, Chinese, a Taiwanese businesswoman coming back from Wuhan. And she was detected that she had that. And everything started from that. We had the first case coming back from Wuhan. That was it. Hmm. And then ban the exports and, and all that. So, have I done a good propaganda for my country?
0: Very good. Yeah, I'm wondering, this is your little sideline, but I know you would be uh, critical if you felt it was uh, required to be critical. You are, after all, a journalist, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, my my, my criticism is that I think the government is a little bit too relaxed and then they, they try to please everyone mm. and, and because it's a very young democracy. You try to Balance both, Mm. you know, not Singapore, not 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 like Singapore, but then we don't want to be like uh, like in the West, so liberal, but then we cannot control it so much, and of course we cannot be like in China, so they try to do everything Mm. to please the people. Mm -hmm. So that that's why I I can see the the policy is really very very gentle. Like only last week, the government announced we recommend it's not to ban, we recommend indoors gathering less than 100 people, outdoors, 500 people. and it's not a, it's not a, a law. it's just a we recommend this. Mm. there's no penalty whatsoever. That's the recommendation. And when then they say this and then they will say, okay, maybe gradually we're going to make uh, make this a bit more like strict, but please get used to this first.
1: Mm.
2: And then people ask about like you know are we going to, to have a lockdown? No, it's still far away. Gradually, we will do. A, we, we will impose a few restrictions. Just get used to it first. Right. So I think, in a way, it's a pretty, it's a good approach. You know, you get ready for what's coming. But then still, I think it's a bit relaxed.
0: Do people observe because observe the recommendations? Are they quite good about following those recommendations?
2: As far because we don't go out that much, so as far as I can see, not really. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I really think people think this is just like heaven. We are virus-free. Right. No worries. <laughs> it, it really, if you go out to here on the street, people do not, you don't feel the sense of this virus.
0: Because Taiwan is held up as a as a sort of model for all this, not just in the way you describe, but also uh, their surveillance that they kind of were using mobile phone data to surveil, and that Taiwanese will always wear masks, and it's become, yes, it's yes. already sort of social, it's a social norm anyway.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I guess I'm a, bit, a little bit too critical of my old people, but yes, the, the, the big data thing is they, they've done. It's, it's really, really quite incredible. They, they you know, our the, the digital minister, this transgender minister Audrey Tan. She's mm-hmm. he, like just a, a genius, and then very quickly she would pick up something, and then she would go on to do this app and whatever. For example, the mask. When, when the governments are working to control this and then they, they start to calculate okay how how much we can produce a day how much everyone can have and then they, they have this map they say uh, how do you call it the the real time you can just uh, on, on a map you just point somewhere and then you can see which which pharmacy has how many masks left
1: hmm.
2: and then if they if it's gone you go to the next pharmacy near you and so you can see how many or where you can get your mask. You can go and buy it, and then we use the the national health card. It's like an ID card, so you can you use that card. So you can only have three a, a week. So it's all that it's it's done very very well. Mm. And at first they say, okay, we will send it to Seven so Elevens. There were I think four major convenience stores. 7-Eleven, Family Mart, OK Mart, whatever. So they are everywhere in Taiwan. So what the government says is that okay, we will send the mask to the 7-Eleven. You go and buy. But then 7-Eleven, you know, they have so many things to do. So the government quickly realized. I think only for two three days, they quickly realized no, this is not working very well. They switch switch it to government contract pharmacies, and there are a lot as well. Like you know, in my neighborhood, there are probably three or four mm-hmm. I can walk to. So they switched to that. And I think that this the level of being helpful because you are a country no one recognizes, I think that, that plays a big part as well. Because all the pharmacies, they do this. They start to sell the masks for free, their own time. So the government just asks them, okay, we are going to do this. So they can they can opt to not do it because they are not obliged to do it. The government is not paying them. But they are contracted pharmacies, right? So So they do it. So all the pharmacies, they say, okay, we'll do it. And the same thing with the masks, all the mask factories, the government said, we're going to do this. And they all decided, okay, we will do it. So the production is from daily, the daily production, I think is from 2 million to now 1.3 million, no, 13 million. Hmm. So we have 23 people, 23 million. So it's like you have half of the population can have one every day. And I think in a few days the production will be like 20 million a day, hmm. right? So now today the the president, wen just announced now it's very stable the 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 mask thing. We're going to export now. So Taiwan is doing this this I'm going to praise my government. Doing it in a very very good way that now they start they want to export. So it's it's high quality masks. Hmm. So Taiwan is now I think the second biggest mask producer in the world or something right. and it's only in a month's time they're putting i don't know how many production lines and all the all the factories the you know they the engineers and whatever they, there was a nice video like how they they do not care they are competitors because it's for the country's sake mm. so that thing i think is very very unique in other countries because you feel the pride of it mm. and the pharmacies as well and then they they kind of do this kind of thing. So so the government said, OK, go and queue up at the pharmacies. And then it's according to the number of your, your car, the even numbers you go on these days, odd numbers you go on these days. So that has been going on for about a month. And then they quickly realize, OK, that's a waste of time. So now this Audrey time, the digital minister, very quickly developed this app. So you just go on to the, the government app according to my brother, you go onto the app and it took him like 30 seconds to go on, that was his his card and then the government will send you uh, saying that, okay, it's been successful and then you just wait and then they will send you an SMS to tell you it's ready, go and pick it up from from the 7-Eleven so you pick up, as of now you pick up three masks from 7-Eleven and then you pay a bit of shipping, that's 70 US cents for three masks, hmm. sent Send it to your 7-Eleven next door. So that's incredible. I really think that's so incredible. So you just go. And then uh, the digital minister, she went to the 7-Eleven to show people that please do this. Don't waste your time queuing up. So she went to the machine, keying her number, took a slip, went to the the counter, paid. And it took him like 56 seconds to do it. So now it became like a, like a challenge. People start to say, okay, I have to do it in 40 seconds or whatever. Mm, mm. So for that kind of thing, it's it's almost like a I I find that very it's very clever and it's it's kind of it makes people want to participate because mm. everyone that the young people they are really into this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so so they want to participate. This kind of like okay, I want to participate in this this trial session mm. only one day. They want to see how how successful or how they can improve. Everyone went on to to try. So to show like you know, I'm part of this process. So that kind of thing, I think the government is. So the digital minister is doing a very, very good job. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. So this is partly a kind of youthful government that's, that's very democratically minded, sort of very conscious that it's won the election sort of against the odds in a way, right? So th- th- that's one part of it. And then you've got the other part, which is Taiwan... As, um always on a sort of semi-crisis footing because of its relationship and across the Taiwan <laughs> yes, Strait. Yes, that's
2: right. very well said, yeah. So yeah, you're, because you're, mm-hmm. you're always worried. You're always scared. Mm. So, okay, it happened. What do we do? We, we very quickly, we do something to stop it. So right. I think that's the, that's the mentality.
0: Mm. Very interesting. So what do you think is going to happen in the next few weeks? Before I call you again to see how you are in a week's time or so, what do you <laughs> think is going to happen then? Are, are people going to, have woken up to the fact that this is kind of there maybe being a bit too laid back about this, or do you think it's going to look pretty much the same?
2: I, I think I think the government will impose a more strict regulations mm. over the next few weeks because it's from like the number of gatherings to the social distance. So I I I would I would imagine schools will close and then there will be more restrictions maybe. I don't. I don't think it will come to a lockdown. There's no way Taiwan do a lockdown. Right. Although reporters, they all ask that question every day. Right. When are we going to do a lockdown?
0: And you yourself, I mean, it, it hasn't touched you or your family yet. The crisis hasn't. Yeah, the coronavirus no, hasn't. No, not did, at all. Right, right. It still
2: feels no, quite distant then, in that sense. Well, no, I don't. maybe, maybe I maybe I exaggerate. Maybe I exaggerated that. I think people are relaxed because I'm. I'm I'm naturally a nervous person, so I feel they are too relaxed. <laughs> right. But say my brother and my sister, they cut down going out with friends and then, you know, these kind of things mm. already happening. Of course, people still go out, but then a lot of people, they already cut down socializing. And then my brother, he doesn't cook. But then now I think most of the time he will bring food back, but not to eat outside. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing right. there is a that is quite apparent, and like like my sister if if something happens, she would you know not go to the shop, go to that shop, that kind of thing. Mm. that kind of impact I think is on everyone,
0: right, but you don't get the sense that there's a kind of Mental issues seeping in, you know, I've spoken to one or two people who kind of sense that not necessarily in, in their family or, or nearby, but that they're kind of these it's inevitably going to have or is having a mental impact, the sort of social isolation and the distancing that you're seeing in the countries where uh, things have gone further. Like
2: each other or getting, getting divorced. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's um, the thing.
2: Not that I know, mm. like from what I read, I, I I don't I don't think so. But, but in in Taiwan, I, I like I said, I think it's a it's a it's a this this situation make make the make things here a bit strange. Like you you read a lot a lot here. It's mm. the self confidence about how well what a good job we have done. Look at China, ha ha ha. This kind of thing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or look, people will notice us. So this this kind of like a national pride, it's pretty high. So in a way, this kind of pride, I think, inspired people to follow the government's instructions. All right. Because mm. you think they're doing a good job. Mm. And then you think if I follow that we will do even better and then people will notice us. So there is a bit of this. Mm.
1: Right.
2: Like how why Taiwan is doing well. Yeah. Of course the government is doing a good job. But I think the people also play Important job, a role, because they here they really follow the government's instructions. So, so I, I haven't seen the, the social distance thing because it only starts today. So we, I will know in a few weeks to see if if people do follow that.
0: That's Joyce. A Taiwanese worried that her country might be going soft on COVID nineteen. The interview was recorded on April first. We'll give Joyce another call in a week or two's time. If you have questions for any of the people I've spoken to or for me or comments, you can reach me at pandemic@cleftstick.com. At You've been listening to Life in a Pandemic, produced by myself, Jeremy Wagstaff, and Sari Sulasono. If you're not already doing so, please subscribe so you can catch future episodes and find old ones. And if you like it enough, make your feelings known on iTunes or whatever service you're listening to this on. If you'd like to comment or participate, Please drop us a line at pandemic at cleftstick.com. My name is Jeremy Wagstaff. Goodbye for now and stay well wherever you are.